0: The Cardinals get ready for a five-game, four-day series in Chicago against the Cubs, and ESPN's Jesse Rogers joins us. Jesse, good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. Good to be with you guys. We always enjoy having you on, and you told us when the season started, and then you told us right around the trade deadline, too, that the Cubs are going to be pesky, and I thought this weekend was kind of the definition of the pesky Cubs against the Brewers.
1: Yeah, they've got a little something going in this in this rebuild and I think they can um, augment it in the offseason and move it a little quicker than, than you know some of the smaller market teams that do this thing but they've identified a bunch of players and what they've done well is just they pitched and that is such a turnaround from the sort of last era where they weren't really able to develop pitching they bought pitching um, they're developing pitchers and it's taking notice around the league and this is after they traded four relievers, you look at the last 30 days, going back even before the deadline, they have the second best ERA in baseball. Now there's always, you know, sample sizes you can pull out, but that's pretty good when you're right behind the Dodgers in ERA over a decent period. I'm talking over a month here. So um, starting pitching has been good. It really has been. They've had some young guys step up and veterans get healthy. Strowman's been good. Drew Smiley who's pitching the night is good. So They've done something, there's something in the water there, uh, pitching-wise, that, that, that's really um, made a mark, and, and I think it's taken notice around the league, and this is two years in a row they've been, they've been able to trade a bunch of pitchers um, to, to bolster the farm system, and then they keep pitching well. So that, that's been a huge, huge thing here in Chicago. They found some pitching.
0: Hey Jesse, the Cubs scouting director Dan Kantrovitz, came from the Cardinals, and he gets a ton of credit for the Cardinals drafting so many pitchers over the years. Has his drafting pitchers made an impact yet? Is is what we're seeing at all attributable to his presence?
1: I'm not sure that's the case. So much as the the, the development of what's here, and that's Craig Breslow, who's in charge of their pitching infrastructure. That, that that's been the guy that's kind of done it. I mean. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Cash Rivens has just been here a couple of years. So I don't think we're really seeing the fruits of his labor just yet. It's mostly been about development more than it has been about the actual draft. And that is, again, the biggest change from the last era. They just, they weren't able to develop. And, um, you know, sometimes you develop big names, sometimes it's late round picks, but uh, it it can come from all corners. The Cardinals have always been good at that. Uh, The Cubs are trying to get there and they're, they're, the last year or so, they've proven they, that they were able to develop uh, better than any previous you know era of cup baseball in, in a lot of ways. But it's still very early. It's only been about a year where they've been able to bring these guys up and have a little bit of success. So we'll see. But so far, so good with this kind of new pitching infrastructure they've implemented.
2: Jesse, you mentioned some of the young guys who have stepped up outside of pitching. And and any rebuild, you're hoping that you find some young players that are going to be part of a foundation moving forward. So who have a Cubs fan circled as some of these young pieces who have made an impact and will have a bigger role next season?
1: Yeah, probably the biggest name this year is Christopher Morrell. He's been a, a, a ball of energy for them. And um, can play all over the diamond. He's probably the biggest name. But if, if you think about a year ago at this point, if you followed the Cubs, um, Nico Horner was kind of a question mark because was often injured. Nick Madrigal was injured. He's been hot. Seiya Suzuki wasn't on this team. Christopher Murrell wasn't on this team. Uh, Ian Happ had never been an All Star before. Like they've really you know moved quickly with some guys here and established a bit of a foundation. Now what they don't have is the next Paul Goldschmidt or the next Nolan Arenado or the next Albert Pujols. At least it isn't apparent. They have nice role or even better than role players, but is there an MVP in the making? It's not. You can't quite see it just yet. So there, there's something there, and that's why I think they will hit the free agent market if they want to move quickly. Um, you know, the big names are available in free agent all over the diamond. They could, they could do that. They need some power. They need some left-handed power. But those names I just mentioned weren't around or weren't proven a year ago, and all of a sudden they have that. And I haven't even mentioned a couple of the pitchers, Justin Steele, who pitched just great yesterday, Keegan Thompson. They've had good rookie-type seasons. So those are the names, but it's all kind of like you know um, core players but not MVP-caliber players, and that's what they need. You've you got to have those stars to really drive the bus to first place and all that stuff.
0: Obviously, the Cubs want to succeed, as you mentioned, with all the trades at the at the deadline. Is there a little extra there in playing teams like the Brewers and the Cardinals, though they're division rivals?
1: I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think there's any doubt. Both teams, uh, I mean, fans would say probably the Cardinals, but I think from the Cubs' perspective, both teams are equally, like give them that energy, that little juice. Um, they've been looking up at both teams now for whatever a year or two in a sense. Um, yeah, you know, they were on top of the division for a few years, and now they're looking up at those two teams. So yeah, absolutely brings out the best in them. Um, there, I don't think there's any doubt. You'll get the best of the Cubs this week. Now you don't get Justin Steele. You don't get Keegan Thompson. He's on the IL. You you do get Smiley. You do get Stroman. They're gonna you get Adrian Sampson, who's been a fine guy. Was in uh, the KBO a couple years ago. Um, but they're going to have to mix and match a little pitching, just like I'm sure the Cardinals will have five games in four days. Uh, but you do, you do miss Steele and Thompson, which, you know, those two guys are really – Nice young pitchers.
2: Well, Jesse, we want to get your take on what you're seeing out of the Cardinals right now. It seems like they're a different team since the trade deadline, since John Moselec in the front office went out and fortified their pitching staff. They've now won seven straight. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt continue to be MVP caliber players. Albert Pujols with the chase to 700. You've covered baseball and specifically the National League Central for a long time. This team just seems to have a certain vibe around it right now. How do you observe the Cardinals?
1: Well, I thought when you introduced me, you were going to say, I told you very early on, they were going to win running away. You
2: did. did You did, (laughs) Jesse, you did. I
1: did say it, and I said it several times on this station, even as they were kind of, you know, I have to write uh, for ESPN.com, our power rankings every week, and I have to write about the Cardinals, and it was like, it felt like eight, nine, ten weeks in a row I was writing, their best is yet to come, their best is yet to come, or they're middling, or they're just hanging in there. But it just felt like it was inevitable. I mean, I, I, I love what Milwaukee Craig Council has done over the years. I just didn't love them this year. And then you you put on top of it the great storyline of Wainwright, Poulos, Molina. I just thought it was a matter of time. I mean, certainly the pitching additions help. I, just, I think this year it's a bit of a coincidence. I just felt like if you play 162, St. Louis was eventually going to get there. And I'm not sure the trade deadline had all that much to do with it. Um, I just felt like they're the best team and over a period of six months, you're going to find that out. So I just love everything they're doing. I mean, I really do. They needed to fortify their pitching staff and they did that a little bit, just like they did last year. Um, we'll see, you know, I don't, I haven't watched a ton of Jordan Montgomery with with the Cardinals, but you know, I'll get a good look at them here in Chicago. Um, but I I don't, I don't see why they can't have a, a chance at winning in the playoffs as a you know, underdog. They're going to be an underdog, let's face it. If they play the Mets, if they play the Dodgers, but they have as good an opportunity as anyone else. They have veterans. They have the pitching staff. Maybe, you know, you, you, you want if, – if a healthy Jack Flaherty was at his best, like you want a real ace in that, in that playoff situation, but you're still good enough to, to upset a team in a best-of-five or whatever the case may be, have to go play best-of-three. So I like everything St. Louis is doing. I, I just figured it was a, pa- a matter of time.
0: Hey, Jesse, last thing for me. I said earlier in the show that even though the Cardinals are 17 games ahead of the Cubs, I think the Cardinals should be thrilled by getting out of Wrigley these five games, winning three out of five. How do you feel about this particular series?
1: I I think that's – if you're playing five in four days and you go three and two, yes, Uh, especially against an upstart team. Remember, as much as we're seeing the Cubs' praises, they can play loose. They can play free. They can play with nothing to lose, right? There's something – for, uh, very, very freeing about that. Um, you could tell Milwaukee's playing a little tight, and it's a little bit in a in a in a one-run game there over the weekend. One-run games, I should say, over the weekend. So there, there, there might be a win this week that the the Cubs get just because, again, they they they've got nothing to lose, and you get one that way, and then you get another one just because you're playing a doubleheader tomorrow. So yes, I think if St. Louis goes three and two, you should just be fine with it. Check five days off the calendar. And remember, Milwaukee's playing the Dodgers. They're not going to go in there and sweep them. So things seem pretty good for St. Louis. You're not going to need to win 17 in a row in September to get to the postseason, in my opinion.
2: One more thing for me, Jesse. I wanted to ask you about the Yankees. They still have a comfortable eight-game lead over Tampa Bay and the AL East, but they've been on quite the slide recently. What do you make of what we're seeing out of the Yankees right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not shocking some of these teams are going to have a little bit of a dip, you know, at times, whether it be the Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees, the Astros, just some of the teams with the bigger leads, right, the Mets had their dip, have come back strong. I don't know if Houston's really had that dip, maybe a little bit. The Dodgers, um, they almost never have a dip, I guess. But anyway, uh, I, you know, there are some cracks there with the Yankees, and it's mostly on the mound, right? I mean, I've got Frankie Montes, it's been a disaster. Deer Cole doesn't look the same. Nestor Cortez, what isn't as good, like none of their pitchers are are performing as well as they did in the first half. They're still a little bit right-handed. They might be missing your guy down there, Matt Carpenter, more Mm -hmm. than we thought. Yeah. Stanton's Stanton's been out. So there's just like these little things here um, that you can poke at, but, but, I'm okay with the offense. I think Rizzo and, you know, and they'll be okay. For, you know, they need those lefties to for perform. I think they'll be okay. But I, I, I'm concerned about that starting staff. I don't think that starting staff is World Series worthy. And then they go ahead and trade one of their guys down to you guys. So it, it, I, I, I think they'll be fine. But I wouldn't put them as the favorite in, in the playoffs right now. Not the way that starting staff is positioned as opposed to the way they were in the first half. That's kind of my quick take on them.
0: Jesse Rogers, we always enjoy having you on the show. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Anytime. Take care. See you later. Jesse Rogers, ESPN, joining us on Carricker and Smallman on 101
3: ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Online as well. And don't forget, Online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Online, where the game starts.
1: Want more ways to share your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.